The city of San Diego's energy contract with San Diego Gas and Electric is nearing its expiration date. The document was signed in 1970 and sets the terms that the utility follows for providing energy to the region. Much has changed in the past 50 years, and in response, San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner released a plan to offer a new agreement with changes meant to tackle problems in 2020 and beyond. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Rob Nikoleski, you cover the energy sector for the Union-Tribune, and this is something people probably haven't thought about much, franchise agreements. What are they? Well, that's a very good question because I think a lot of people just don't even know that a franchise agreement is even in existence. But basically what it does is it gives a utility or whoever the winning bidder is the exclusive right to the right-of-ways, to be able to have the underground transmission, uh, distribution, power lines, all those sorts of things that are all associated with an electric or a gas service system in a given community, in this case, San Diego. So basically this document sets all of the terms for all of the infrastructure necessary to provide everyone with the gas and electric they need, right? That's right. And it gives one utility uh, the right to do that. And for eons, it's been San Diego Gas and Electric. And this agreement, 50-year agreement that they've had since 1970, uh, will expire in January. And so there's a lot of discussion about who's going to be potential bidder for this thing, what kind of terms are going to be um, discussed, what the contract will say, how long it will be, all those things. Hmm. And given that this contract was written 50 years ago, what are some things that need to be updated now that the energy in San Diego has changed? Well, the whole energy landscape, not just in San Diego, but across the country has changed so dramatically in the last 50 years. Probably the biggest example, especially in Southern California, is the fact that you've got a lot of... um, rooftop solar systems. And also um, another big factor in this is San Diego, um, a few years ago under Mayor Faulkner signed a climate action plan to try to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and try to go to 100% renewable energy within the city of San Diego by 2035. So in order to do those things, it's really important to make sure that the utility who has the exclusive right to all this infrastructure is on board and doing and working in conjunction with the city to do that. Yeah, it seems like a big moment because if you want to make these big changes, you're going to need to have, you know, everything written down and a plan made because that climate action plan is no joke. That's right, and it's a legally binding document. So, yeah, and that's an important thing to keep in mind going towards 2035. So, what are some of the exact proposals that the mayor made when he announced this plan yesterday? Well, it's four major points. First is uh, a new franchise agreement they're recommending would be 20 years long instead of 50 years long. Then the second thing would be a provision for a third-party review, either maybe on an annual basis in which uh, a third party would go in and make sure that whoever the franchise winner is is doing every, a good job on uh, of things. And then the third thing would be um, making adjustments to the franchise fees themselves and According to the recommendation, they project with the changes that they recommend that uh, ratepayers in San Diego would save about $85 million over the case, over the course of, those, of that 20-year agreement. And then the fourth and final one would be an upfront payment from the winning bidder of $62 million. As a point of reference, 
Back in 1970, the winning bidder, San Diego Gas and Electric, only had to pay $50,000. So $62 million is a lot more than $50,000, but 50 years ago was a long time. Yeah. And you've mentioned it a couple times, but besides SDG&E, who else could bid? Well, it's open for any kind of company, uh, any company that is. And so far, the early indications have been, formal indications have come from Berkshire Hathaway Energy, which is a subsidiary of Warren Buffett, billionaire Warren Buffett's uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway Inc. They've expressed some interest. Um, in the story I had in this morning's paper and online yesterday, or also this morning, um, there was some. We, we had not heard back from Berkshire Hathaway to see if they're still interested. And this morning, I did get an email that they are in fact still interested in this. The third company that's also expressed some interest is a uh, smaller company based in Orange County called Indian Energy. It's a 100% Native American-owned company. So all three, so so far three companies have expressed interest, uh, and so and, and the the city has said that bidding is still open right now. So if any any company is out there that's interested in possibly taking over this uh, franchise agreement, they're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. It does seem with this agreement that San Diego is setting terms that are you know a bit more harsh than the one that was written 50 years ago. So. What are they hoping to kind of achieve with this new agreement? Like, what are the goals that the mayor hopes to achieve? Well, what the city is trying to achieve is a a, a deal in which they can get more, I guess, a better deal for ratepayers, hmm. and also um, some clean energy programs, so that climate action plan can get um, uh, can, can can become a reality. Um, that's. That's just a couple of things just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And for the agreements themselves, the changes that we're seeing, be it you know having them be shorter, are these mirroring what's happening elsewhere in the country, or is this an idea that kind of came out of San Diego? Well, no, there's the, uh, the consultant that the city hired said that the general trend is to have uh, franchise agreements of about 20 years. But as I mentioned in my story, there have been some other – uh, cities that had very short, relatively uh, short uh, franchise agreements. Salt Lake City, for example, back in 2016, signed a five-year agreement. They stayed with their incumbent power company, which I believe is Rocky Mountain Power, but they signed a five-year deal. And that's a, a number of, um, of uh, advocacy groups here in San Diego. They don't like a 20-year deal. They think it's too long. Uh, but these are just recommendations. They're not set in stone, and we'll see what happens over the course of the next few months um, during the negotiation. Mm-hmm. And for ratepayers themselves, at what point would they see some of the changes that would be caused by this new agreement? Like, how long does it take for that to kind of, you know, go through the process of implementation? Uh, apparently, from once the new deal is signed, then it has immediate effect. Now, if you go to your, if you go to your um, SDG&E bill, I think it's on the second page, you will see franchise fee. So you will see how much money that you pay. Uh, It's not a whole lot, um, but that adds up over time. And when you talk about a lot of people in a given uh, service territory, the numbers add up quite quite significantly. Yeah, and certainly SDG&E is a pretty significant company, just given how much that they cover land-wise. It is a lot of money. 
Yes, it's a lot of money and a lot of a lot of service territory. And so, once a new agreement is reached, they will make adjustments on whatever that fee would be, whatever they uh, whatever they uh, uh, agree to. Uh, in part of the proposal, and we mentioned that eighty-five million dollars in projected uh, benefits. Um, a couple of the proposals within that would be on the electric side of the. Uh, franchise fee that would be eliminated. So you wouldn't uh, a, a ratepayer if they go with a recommendation, ratepayer wouldn't have to pay that. However, they would have a small increase on the gas franchise, and they plan on taking that money that they the ex the, the revenue they make from that gas um, fee increase and sending that to the city's climate action plan so they can use that for various programs. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the biggest kind of benefits that the city would get if they have a shorter agreement versus signing another 50-year one? Well, I think the the general feeling is that if you have a shorter agreement, then you can make adjustments as the energy landscape changes. Just as we talked about at the beginning of this broadcast, how the energy landscape has changed so much in, in 50 years. Well, it's changed also a lot in the last decade. And so the people who want a shorter agreement, that's what they say. They say, hey, if something happens in four or five years and we need to make adjustments, it's better to have a shorter uh, uh, agreement than, and, and also ha- and have that cudgel over whoever the winning bidder is saying, oh, you know, after five years, we haven't been really happy that happy with you. Maybe we should go with someone else. That's their thinking. Mm-hmm. And in these agreements, is there any kind of ways of having protections for some of the problems that we've seen with investor-owned utilities in California, be it uh, the wildfires that were caused uh, by sdg and and others? Is there any way that a city could protect themselves with this agreement, or is that kind of out of bounds? Yeah, I, I don't really think there's much of an application on the wildfire issue when it comes to the uh, to this specific uh, case, you know, maybe if there was a wildfire and it crept into parts of San Diego, the city of San Diego, maybe that might have some. But I, I, I really don't see uh, a connection there. Mm-hmm. And I guess as we wrap this up, what's the timeline? Uh, when are we expecting to see some movements on this? Well, the recommendations, which are just recommendations, as we mentioned, they will go before city council. Uh, there'll also be some. There all the mayor's office also says they want input from the public, and also from stakeholders. There's a number of groups like the Protect Our Communities Foundation. There's also a group called Coalition for a Better Agreement. They've been monitoring this. They're going to get some input from them and from other people. Uh, the city's environment committee is having a meeting specifically talking about the franchise agreement next Thursday. Uh, so the timeline would be within the next few weeks. They try to hammer out some sort of agreement. And by next fall, something is planned to go before the city council because the city council has the final say on this, not the mayor's office, the city council. Uh, and the plan is to have them make a vote or have a vote sometime in the fall. And they need a two thirds supermajority in order for this to pass. So uh, it, you're going to have to get a lot of buy in from a lot of different people and a lot of different stakeholders to get this thing across the finish line. And we'll see what happens in the coming months. Mm -hmm. 
And we do have one question from a listener uh, from Simple Syrup asking, um, would this change rates? Would it make rates higher? I don't think it would make rates higher, uh, according to the mayor's proposal. It would reduce them slightly. Um, like, like we, and the, the net effect would be uh, $85 million in ratepayer savings over 20 years. So I think you would see a little bit of an improvement, um, but not a whole lot. Uh, not, not something that it's going to make a significant difference, but every penny counts, I guess. Yeah, certainly. And those pennies do add up. Rob Nikoleski, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. In other news, San Diego County's COVID-19 hospitalizations continued their feared creep upward on Thursday with a total of 483 people hospitalized with the disease. The region is getting closer to triggering its ICU metric. 518 of the county's 705 ICU beds are occupied, which is 73%. Another 560 people have tested positive for the virus, bringing the region's case count to 18,402. Based off of the rolling 14-day average of positive tests, we've erased the downward trend seen in June and are back to where we were in early May. These trends are occurring across all western and southern states. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you're curious about how Greater San Diego is working toward building a new future after pandemic and protest, listen to the UT's Luis Cruz on Together San Diego. Every weekday afternoon, join in on conversations with activists, nonprofits, and companies who are finding out ways this moment can change San Diego for the better. Listen in on Facebook. For a guide to all of our live streaming programming, check out the schedule on UnionTrib.com. Until next time.